home building and remodeling show. Let's go. Welcome everybody to the home building and remodeling show. My name is Chris Kirby and I'll be your host. I am the owner of three construction companies on the Alabama Gulf Coast. The show is about residential construction. We're going to cover topics of home building and remodeling. Are you thinking of doing a remodel or building a home? Are you a contractor looking to improve your knowledge base or grow your business? Have you ever done a remodel project or built a home? There were so many things you wish you knew or that you could have done differently during the process. Then this show is for you. We break down the process of building and remodeling and how to have the best results during your project. Whether you're a DIYer looking for tips, someone looking to hire a contractor to do a project, or a contractor looking to expand your knowledge base or your business. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Stay tuned. We kick off the show with my thoughts on home building and remodeling. I'll share best practices and talk about some of our experiences in business and out in the field. These shared thoughts and lessons learned are meant to help you on your very own journey. Let's go. So this week, I just wanted to talk about changing the narrative surrounding construction. I've always heard that you can become a contractor or you can go into construction as a second choice, but you need to have a professional career And here at the Home Building and Remodeling Show, during our time, when you listen to us, we are professional and we're going to change the narrative surrounding construction as a primary career, as your first choice, as something that you can grow up in and have a fulfilling life being in construction. And it shouldn't just always be your second choice or because you couldn't do something else. I know at my companies, we're starting to interview people who care about construction as a career and are not just coming to us because they couldn't cut it somewhere else. And that's what, you know, if we can get some buy-in in our industry with that and not just, I know it's hard to run a construction company because some of it is laborious and some of it does get tough, but that's in everything that you do in life. And the reward in construction can be just as great as the reward in any other industry or career field that you choose is how you approach it, how your company approaches construction, contracting, remodeling, building, whatever you want to call it. And we want to change that narrative. We want construction to be your first choice. We want you to look at it and say, I can walk into a company and get benefits and get it, you know, doing a, we have an apprenticeship. We offer an apprenticeship. There's no reason other companies can't do that. Look, in in construction, primarily the contractor has a helper And there may be a couple of people that go and do a job, but I know here at our company, we've changed that. We have an entire team. And yes, we started out with just a couple of people doing work. And as we grew and became licensed and insured and took on more work, I always had the mindset that we were going to be a company that had a team, that this was going to be a true company. And so I have found it very difficult myself to not know 
how to grow inside of a construction company. My frame of reference is the military where all we did was military first, career first. You can do 20 years and retire. You can do more than 20 years and and retire. Make this your career. And it was team, team, team. Everything you do, everything you learn, everything you know is about team. And I wanted to provide that. I wanted that same feeling when I retired from the Navy and came home. I wanted to work for a company or if I couldn't work for a company, create an environment that was just like that. We were we had team members that we were accountable to and accountable for. And so we've created that environment. And now we are trying to set the bar and establish the standard for other businesses in construction to do the same. Uh, We've outlined an apprenticeship program. We've set up a pay scale and a pay chart for our apprentices. We have a career track for them. So when they walk into the door at the Kirby companies, they can see how to go from an apprentice, what we call an apprentice one to a journeyman onto an assistant team lead, team lead, master remodeler, things like that. And anybody can do what we've done that want to just has to be there. And now we move into shop talk. It's the portion of the show where I bring in a co-host and we cover trending topics in home building and remodeling. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we got Adam back with us and we're going to talk about pricing. We're going to talk about estimating. He's been back and forth. He's one of our project managers. He helps run the remodeling company, uh, Kirby Customer Innovations. But right now he is working on some estimates. And one of the things that he asked me, we've got a job that's pretty far away. And we were talking about a trip fee. Basically, you know, it's really outside of uh, where we like to do work and, right. and, and, you know, it's going to take 30, 40 minutes to get there every day. So you got to factor that type of stuff in, but our process of estimating has evolved over time. And, uh, I just wanted to talk about people, people get so scared to charge a higher price. Right. right? And what we, we've learned that if you don't, if you don't charge the right amount. You're you're gonna lose money. You end up eating it every time. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things we've been working on is is being okay with a client saying your price is too high. Right. And there's a balance. Now, if they come back and say, "Well, the estimator didn't communicate well," or there's something like that, we're gonna address it. We're gonna talk about it, and we're gonna fix that. Uh, you know, it took too long or just there's a new, you know, a number of factors when we're doing this as why the client might say no to an estimate. But right now we are okay with our price being too high, right? We're we're not going to be the highest, most likely. We're definitely not going to be the lowest, but we, we always negotiate more than we should on price and when you come up with that initial number, it's not guesswork. Right. You're basing that off of history yep. and costs, right? So when you're bidding, like, walk me through. So that's what I would just went to Nicole and was trying to get fuel costs off of 
jobs similar in distance. That way I could actually have a real number to kind of go off of um, what we were spending a week getting back and forth from it. So um, I didn't, you know, I don't want to be unfair, but I don't want us to have to eat the cost of that either. Yeah, of course. If you're going to, you're going to be driving 50 miles one way. Right. Right. And you're going to have, you know, our team's running two and threes. Mm -hmm. You're going to have two and three people going down there. You've got to look at, that's going to be to really do it, do it right. Right. Slow down and take longer. Uh, you're going to have to put some time into that estimate right. and that's going to cost more money. And, you know, you can use for the, for the client, they can use a, a company like ours where we carry workers comp and we have insurance and we try to provide a good quality of life for our employees and stuff. And, or, you know, you may choose somebody that doesn't have to drive as far and that is more local and, and that's a, a, you know, a better fit or, you know, has the same qualifications, but are they going to do the work up to the level that you expect? Right. Because price, when you're getting a remodel, price should not be the only factor. Not at all. You know, most of the time, now there's a difference in like restoration work, right, where you've had damage and you need it fixed. Um those prices are good. They should be relative, but like what we do more of your custom work, your custom remodeling. It's a choice. Most people are making to upgrade the bathroom or kitchen or the home addition. Price shouldn't be the bottom line. It should be everything. So like when you're showing up, you know, making sure that you are asking the right questions, communicating and stuff like that. So, for the contractors out there, if you do charge a bare minimum price and you have a delay, right? So we we try to budget for that too. Right. Um, what are some other factors that you look at when you're putting together price? Uh, if I can kind of, sometimes you can kind of see there's going to be like an underlining issue behind something that we're about to rip out. Yeah. Or anything like that. So I try to, you know, have a good idea of what's, you know, what we're going to unravel. Yeah. You know? So I try to, you know, add a little bit for stuff like that. And, you know, I'm up front with them when we are having our initial meeting. So, uh, you know, I tell them, hey, this is probably going to be what's going on back here. We're going to have to move some plumbing out of the walls, yada, yada, yada. So you you try to be as thorough as possible, right. but there's just no way to see behind the wall. No, not at all. Right. And so you're, you're, every time you go on a remodel um, and, and you know, like a, in a bathroom, when you're taking out an old tub and putting in a new shower, you are doing some guesswork. Right. You think you know where stuff is. But there's always a surprise when you open up a wall. Right. Especially with like bathrooms that have like little build outs and stuff. And yeah, you know, something is in, inside that there's no yeah. they're not just having that dead space for any reason. You know, right. I mean? There's and, usually some sort of plumbing right. or some. Yeah. And trying to like explain that to a customer because they have no idea at first what I'm even talking about. You know. Well, well, and, and when you look at that, like when they have those little bump outs, the soffit spaces that right. you're talking about, dead space or knee walls or, <clears throat> you know, just anything like that. When you go and rip out a, a garden tub or something, right, 
that's where, you know, people are expecting it to just be a square box and put me back a square shower. Right. It, and you can do that. Yeah. Right. But what if it's copper pipe or something just wild that's hard, you know, hard right. in there in that yeah, dead space? And it's none of the piping or the water lines are not in the walls in there. They always just feed it into the opening. And I mean, I've taken them out where they came in over here and ran it all the way around. And I had a sawzall and just. Yeah. Right cut there. it clean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That, and, yeah. and that's the thing. It's not just, you know, and that, and that costs money too, because yep. you're going to have to move everything around. Well, the yep. plumber is going to have to move everything around. Yes. So, uh, and, and it's very popular right now. So actually we went through this phase where people did not want, they definitely didn't want the big garden tubs, right? They were taking a lot of those out, and then they want a walk-in shower. So now they're doing a little bit of both, where the the trend right now is having a the walk-in shower, obviously, but they also want these like standalone, the freestanding, yeah, the freestanding tubs. tubs. That's so that that happens too, but those are not always the same scheme or setup as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of their drain systems work differently. So there's a lot more to it plumb wise than anything, you know? Yeah. And- now we're going to move into the portion of the show where we talk interior design. We're going to bring in an interior designer and we're going to talk trending design and products. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. We have Christy here with us again, one of our interior designers, and we're going to talk about home building. We have multiple custom homes and work, and one of the things, one of the hurdles that we're going through, and you may be going through it as well, is the design process. So during during the home build process, there are different needs when it comes to materials and allowances, and Building a custom home, unlike when you do a spec home where I can let you kind of just pick out everything, give you a budget, and you just run with it. Well, you're adding in another element. You have the client and the client's needs and versus the client's wants, right? Sometimes they're not able to get what they want due to budget. Or what we're working with now is some of the stuff, it may be like you... Literally, as I was walking in, you were talking about a vanity. Mm-hmm. And what did you say about the vanity? Uh, we got to get it now. Inventory is low. Inventory is low. And so there's opportunities when uh, that the client could possibly miss out because mm-hmm. as the builder during the flow of the project, the money isn't always readily available because we are getting money as we go. We're on a draw system. Right. Um, and typically what happens with our type of contract, we've got a fixed fee contract and then it with allowances. So basically what we do is we give them a fixed amount for construction and then we uh, give them the allowance items, maybe 30, 40 items that they get to choose and uh, the cost of that offsets. However, if you're dealing with a bank, um, you have to get a certain percent 
of construction mm-hmm. done, and then they issue money for a draw. Right. So one of the bigger battles is balancing the draws mm-hmm. with the need and timeliness right. for materials. It's very tricky, for sure. I always say the construction, not the ugly money is up front, <laughs> but the pretty money doesn't come until later. Right. So the, so, so the cosmetic features, the yeah. allowances, yeah. The, the tile, the vanities, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And sometimes uh, some banks will give us a deposit for materials, especially if they know it's long lead times. For instance, we had the cabinets. The cabinets mm-hmm. were $36,000. So mm-hmm. they gave us 18000 up front. Gotcha. Yep. And then yep. once they're installed, they'll give us the other half of mm-hmm. that. So it's the same thing with most cosmetic allowances. But usually as a builder, a custom home builder, you're going to be out of pocket Uh on allowances and things like that, especially like in this situation where it's low inventory, you have to make a decision. We, mm-hmm. The client really wants it. It's not always going to come down to, well, let's wait for the bank and let's call them for an right. inspection. You know, especially. And sometimes they just end up buying it themselves and we've had that. And then happen. we reimburse. Right. And sometimes it's good. And then sometimes it can get carried away mm-hmm. because all of a sudden they go out and just start picking things at random. Mm-hmm. And during the course yeah. of the build, it, it adds up. It starts to complicate the allowance process, mm-hmm. receipts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. So I guess what we could do here is talk about how to keep that straight. So for you, it's kind of funny because you have a handwritten sheet that you track everything. And I call it your handwritten Excel yeah. I do have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, so. it's, it's good. So how are you able so far uh, today as we get... To the point where we're wrapping up selections. Mm -hmm. Okay. So during the build, the interior designer helps the client make selections throughout the process. You kind of just are there to guide them. Sometimes they let you just make the selection yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's multiple meetings and and multiple things to look at. Well, it's a long process. So you're looking at six months and probably a year. Yeah. And so it just... Minds keep changing, choices keep you know, so during even during that time, things are going to possibly change. So, from your perspective, too, because we're learning continually, learning and growing around here. So, for any other um, clients or DIYers or people who are getting ready to build a custom home. So to keep all of that in mind, so people get excited, and what you're saying is. You have to be realistic because if you're picking out tile at the beginning of the build, that same tile or the amount that you need Mm -hmm. may not be available when it's actually time to pay for Mm -hmm. it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do you maintain um, or how do you hold the clients at bay when something like that happens? And how do you process this information? How do you? Yeah. So there was... um so we were going to be purchasing wallpaper for a client and she texted me. This was a few weeks ago and was like, please tell me we've already ordered this wallpaper. Yeah. Because it is no longer available. Gotcha. So she was kind of worried about that. And um, I was like, well, no, we haven't. Um, Cause like you're saying, it wasn't time for that. And, um, and sometimes storage is an issue too. When you, I mean, this is a really large home that we're working on right now. And so trying to find storage space for a 6,000 square foot home is for everything that's going yeah. in it. 
is almost impossible, especially when the home is not ready to be closed up or AC and all that. So yeah. anyway, so I said, no, we haven't ordered it, but thankfully for you, there's about 10 other companies that sell the same paper under a different name, but it's the same paper. So it's very common. So you, it does require a little more research on my end because they're just looking at where we found it and they just think that's it. So for clarification, I'm glad you mentioned that. So for me, right. Builder, not, designer but you're saying that the wallpaper that they wanted at they found it at a specific location mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that same wallpaper is available on house wayfair amazon Home just Depot, with a different name just, or maybe a different product right, number mm-hmm. or something no, okay. it ha- no it's always going to have the same product number but it's not going to have um i mean your SKUs are going to be different if they're coming from different places but gotcha. the model number is always going to be the same so so it a may not rule of thumb. You can yeah. probably just Google your model number and find that product somewhere else. And the vanity that I was talking about, even in here, when we first started, this was the inventory was low on it. So I did my research. There's like five or six different places to sell that same vanity. Sure. Um, but unfortunately now, they're all low. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and that, ah. that's, but, and also too, when it comes to cost now, are most places the same, or is there sometimes you can get? Yeah, better- they, they usually all float around the same price mark. So, and- thanks for joining us today. As always, we are grateful for our listeners and your continued support. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Get more info at our website, www.thehomebuildingshow.com. And as always, remember who we are, the Home Building and Remodeling Show.